Hello. Yeah. What's up, guys and ladies? Welcome to the show. We're all about inclusion. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but um, yeah, we, we just wanted to you know hop back on here and talk about just like a couple of fitness nuggets for you guys. Um, definitely want to talk to the younger athletes that are about to go to college for you know sports, um, the the rising seniors, and then just all around just fitness nuggets for everyone. Everyone should be able to do. Um, where do you want to start off at? I don't know. I just it's. I just realized that sitting down and do this, I miss talking about just normal fitness things without having yeah. to talk about politics. Yeah. But it, uh, which we're not gonna do. Yeah. Um, we're not gonna do it. Just a, you know, a quick you know, sports brief, you know. Um, all the professional leagues are suffering a plummet in viewership. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, that's all due to politics. And you know what, like, I, I may be dismissive or in sympathetic, but you brought it on yourselves. Um, that's the way I feel. You're so insensitive. And uh, yeah, I don't think you, give, you think I give a shit. No. No. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, and it's a real shame because you know, like a lot of people, they don't have like a college team that they root for. They have a professional team that they all you know bond for. Mm. So it's um, it's taken away something that people can you know come together for. Um, you know, the CrossFit Games. Uh, you know, like at this point, like they pushed it back, I think at least four times because of uh, travel restrictions for other athletes. I don't think they're going to have it. Um, uh, and uh, you know what? It wouldn't bother me if they, they didn't have it. They just, should just you know, outright say, you know what? Yeah, just, this year's a bust. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this year, this year pretty much is we're, a bust. We're um, halfway through the year. Yeah. More than halfway. Yeah. So might as well just mail to Claire Toomey her check and Matt Frazier his check and Mayhem Freedom their check and call it a games. Good job, um, guys. Yeah. Uh, congratulations. You are the uh, undisputed champions of CrossFit. 2020. Yeah, 2020. <laughs> um, I think that would be the closest thing to an honorary, like like a participatory event at this point. Yeah. Uh, but you, you know what, though? Like, I, I'm not wrong. <laughs> or they could just not have anything. For yeah. I, like, they, they talked about doing it online again, like they did the Rogue Invitational. But how are you going to get cameras and, you know, I mean, the internet? Well, they, so last year they had the CrossFit Games. And they brought all these, you know, athletes from all around the world. China uh, or Asia, Africa, Middle East, South America. How you, world, yeah, yeah, all over the world. But how are you going to coordinate and communicate all these things Across, across across the world hundreds of yeah. countries yeah. and gyms and yeah. yeah it's gonna be really hard and like i mean granted like we had awesome athletes you know from, it was it was awesome to see other athletes from around the world that you normally don't see but a feat like that is you know not impossible like it, it's just it, mm, that's yeah. a lot of, that's a lot of technological know-how <laughs> and, and labor it's beyond our depths i mean i'm 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 positive that anything can be accomplished. Oh, yeah. I mean, at this point, it just, it kind of does lose the spirit of, yeah. you know, seeing everybody come together in one arena and all that. Tell you what, though, when all of this BS is over, we're going to have the biggest block party the world's <laughs> ever seen. It's, it's going to be like every game ever slash block party slash... It's going to be a championship party before the championship. Yeah, slash... Possibly orgies. There would be many babies. <laughs> I feel like there's going to be a lot of babies. There's already a lot of babies. There already are, yeah. like, COVID babies. Um, because, like, this is people just sitting at home, yeah. you know, you know, <laughs> working on their hip thrusts. Yeah. But uh, yeah, just to give you know, a couple of fitness uh, nuggets, um, I definitely wanted to start off with uh, talking about talking to the parents of college athletes, college athletes and rising seniors. Um, we, you know, we t discussed this earlier. Um, you have to understand this and that, you know, college, your college coaches and your high school coaches are not going to tell you this, but you are going to be treated like a rock star and you are cattle. It's a job. Um, yeah, it, you know, I've, I've said this before, it's a job. And I say this like you're a rock star and you're a cattle because, you know, if you're the, think of the best player on your team, whatever sport you play, or if you're the best player on your team, you get to college, you get to the next level, there are at least five of you with the same talent level, talent 
level as you. Mm -hmm. And then there's another three that have either twice the talent you have mm -hmm. and twice the work ethic. So you are basically going to go into, you're, you're basically a guppy going into <laughs> a very, very big pond yeah. at this point. Um, you're, you're no longer the, you know, the overgrown shark in a small lake, you know, um, or a small pond. Like it's, it's not, it's not there anymore. Um, and I say like your, your cattle, because once you get injured or once you're not performing or once your grades are not up to par to what they need to be for your, your school or your team, you're pretty much useless. Like you're, you know, coaches are, you know, once they see like you're, you're not useful or this and that, like <laughs> you're nothing after that, you know? Well, I mean, it's, cause it's you're, athletics. you're, you know, well, you're easily replaceable cause there's another, you know, five people who can do the same thing you can do. So you have to, if you really want this to work, you have to take every opportunity to make it work. Yeah. Um, and that's using your resources. Like, you know, I, I said that you're a rock star. Yes, you're a rock star in terms of everyone's gonna know who you are on campus, which is, can be good and bad. Um, you have access to the best tutors on campus, which is free, except if you miss the tutor, it's a, usually it's a $10 fee for every missed tutor. Ugh. Well, for college athlete, $10 is a lot of money. Really? Even <laughs> yeah. someone on scholarship? Yeah, well, you're still broke. You're still a broke That's college true. student. <laughs> um, Make some money. Yeah. Uh, well, you can't really get a job either because <laughs> you're... But, um, yeah, you're going to have the best food on campus. You're going to have all these different resources, and you're going to have, like, the best <coughs> gear that money can buy. But you're, you're, still, you're still cattle, you know? You're, you're, you're still livestock at this point, so... Um, that's something that parents need to understand and then what athletes need to understand as well. Um, just because, you know, little Johnny threw, you know, 40 touchdowns this high school season doesn't mean he's going to throw 40 touchdowns in yeah. college. Um, well, I think all that to say that you're yeah. not entitled to your position. Yeah, exactly. Um, like, you, you still have to earn it. Yeah. Well, in that and, like, the path, while it may look shiny, mm -hmm. you still got to work for every single you, bit of Yeah, you have to, gain. you know scrap for everything you got. Uh -huh. um, and, it, and it's, I'm not trying to sound negative about it because I, I, I had a you know, wonderful college experience, but it's something that you don't think about until it's too late. Um, you know, I, I had a teammate, um, you know, not to call out or anything, but she was a 16 time state champion coming out of high school. Yeah. She's probably one of the best swimmers to come out of the state of Mississippi alone. Mm. Got to Florida State. It took her till her senior year to make the conference team. Like, oh wow, you know, like so. When I say like, you're coming from an overgrown fish in a small pond to a basically an ocean. Like, I'm I'm being serious. So yeah. it, it's it's one of those things that you have to take into consideration. Um, just the the talent pool is so much more than what you're used to, and you know you can either you know flounder and fall behind, or you can you know, run with the wolves and, you know, join that pack and eventually lead it. So yeah. that's basically um, what I'm trying to say. And then... Um, so, I mean, the, the, so for me being the layman, the mm -hmm. cool thing about that is while it does, it can be depressing. I don't think it's necessarily, I mean, it sounds like a cautionary thing that you're giving people. It, it's almost like a, like a shock to the chest. Like it, it is, it is. Um, but that's because if you, if you come in with the expectation that just because if you're riding high on your, on your horse because you have like 16 titles to your mm -hmm. name um, and you go into this ocean, like you gotta, you gotta realistically understand what am I getting myself into? Yeah. And that's, I think that's all that you're really presenting yeah. to people is like, you're, you're gonna be going out there to a far more competitive space with people all around the world. And they may have just like inborn talent or they may have work ethic that's far more intense than yours ever has been. So you gotta accept that that's gonna be out there when you get out into the rest yeah. of the world. And I think it's, old me would have been like, well, that's not fair, yeah. this kinda sucks, like I put in all this work. Um, but I kinda realized that there's something, there, there's something that like, you gotta think like you're defining your life. Mm -hmm. And you don't necessarily, one of the things that I have with my primal being is that a lot of people kind of rest on the story of when they used to be the high school football <laughs> all <-star>. quarterback, <laughs> yeah. all-star quarterback, or when they like they had their time in the sun and in like college or whatever it was. But the thing is, like, you don't have to 
You don't have to just define your life from the from from you know the prime of your life. Yeah. Is is kind of the idea. It's like you can actually live that throughout throughout the whole you know through well, your you, whole life. You, you, you define yourself. Like we we touched touched on this um, you know last time. You know. You, <laughs> You control everything in your life. You can control it's yep. in. It's basically in your hands, and yep. you can do with it as you please. Yep. You know, if you if you want to become a self fulfilling prophecy and think you're a loser, guess what? You're a loser. You're be a loser. <laughs> if you are, if you want to be like, you know what? I'm going to be the next NCAA champion. Hey, guess what? You have a strong you, shot. You, you have a strong it. shot of doing it. Um, which can bring us into our, our next. Well, I'm going to touch yeah. on something. Yeah. Um, you can't bullshit yourself. Yeah, you can't. You gotta, you gotta like, you gotta be grounded in reality. So that's that's just it. Just ground everything in reality, and understand that like, going to whatever it is that you're moving into. In this very practical example that you're saying, uh, going into college athletics, you're you're gonna be faced with the reality of of that. Oh so yeah, it, it's gonna, it's gonna hit you in the mouth a lot sooner than you expect to. And like, mm -hmm. you know, it, I I implore you, like, if you're a high school coach and you got athletes leaving you or if you're a parent with college athletes or a college athlete yourself or if you have rising seniors you need to listen to this point because or this past part because it's really important it's something that you guys need to understand mm. um you know it, your spot's not always guaranteed like i don't care what kind of scholarship they promised you which you guys unfortunately you guys who signed your national letter of tents um last fall are quickly realizing like hey this is not the what we were promised he was like yeah you know unfortunately college coaches are a little bit of swindlers because there's only so many scholarship money they can give out especially with this pandemic whatever you want to call it viral infection i like to call it viral infection because that's what it is um it's kind of screwed a lot of colleges up financially uh especially in the athletic departments yeah so and to um, that point like you got to remember i mean yes they are they are swindlers but you got to remember like they have their reputations and the school's yeah. reputations, um, best interest in, in mind. Yeah. Because you, you're, they're bringing you in because they see you as a, as a talent that can bring value to them. Yeah. So don't, don't assume that, you know, if at any point you don't bring value anymore. Mm -hmm. that, that, and that's just, on a bigger level, this is what being a human is. Yeah. Like you, you, gotta be, you gotta be a contributing member of society in one way or another. Yeah. Um, and like, there's always opportunity to earn more money too. Absolutely. As a as an athlete, I mean, I got my scholarship raised twice um, as an athlete. So very it, nice. It, yeah, it was super nice. Um, yeah. Definitely helped out my parents a lot, a lot yeah. more. So um, I was very happy with that. Yeah. So it's just something that you guys have to understand. Like, you know, like when I first <laughs> first got my national letter uh, of intent, like, you know, coach basically said is like, yeah, you know, your tuition will be free, your books will be free. And uh, room and board. I'm like, oh, that's like 75%. And then you get the paper, and it's like not uh, quite there. He's like, you know, two thousand dollars plus books. I'm like, what? <laughs> this is like, so this, this is not what you said. And then I, yeah. you know, I gave coach a phone call. He's like, well, you have bright futures that covers your tuition. Mm. Two thousand dollars will cover room and board for mm. the entire semester, and your books are paid for. So yeah. what are we missing? So when you break it down like that. You know, it's it's one of those things. So, pretty solid. Um, yeah, good. like I said, you kind of kind of swung me on that one, but yeah. it, it, it's the uh, that's the ugly truth about college athletics, and that's where I'll leave it because you you know most of you athletes that have, you know are already leaving for campus, you already figured that you're out. You're gonna see that. Yeah, yeah. You're, so you already that, figured it out. Let but that you ground ri you. You rising seniors, this is something that you have to look at. Yeah, let it ground you, because yeah. you're gonna see it either when you get yeah. there, or you can just understand that that's gonna be what's expected yeah. when you get there. So let it ground you, and let it encourage you, if anything. Um, I'm not trying to be a hippie or anything, mm -hmm. but like, if, if you let it kind of ruin your experience, then that's, that's wholly on you, mm -hmm. and you could use it as an opportunity to actually go okay i have this bigger pool of people i can compete against let this be the thing that drives me forward to be better at whatever it is yeah. whether you're yeah, always or, always look for the um the positive well you got to be willing to yeah. push into the challenge oh yeah, yeah. accept the challenge i mean you're gonna have teammates i mean it's one of the things about me that I, I i loved about myself as an athlete was i had i've always had this nasty chip on my shoulder <laughs> so i i would I, I hate using the term nasty but it, it was just <laughs> I just had it to be nasty. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I wanted to beat people, and yeah. I, I beat people who are far more talented than I was. Um, 
just just because my my had mindset of I'm not going to lose. I'm not going to lose to you. Um, I won't accept anything, but touching the wall first. Like that. That was just my mindset. So yeah. Um, it 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 all caters to different athletes. Like uh, I had a discussion with a, another person at the um, at Grindfit. Um, you know, my I was very. I, I didn't want to interact with other athletes when I was time to compete. And like, that's how I was as a athlete. I was just was in focused on my, on my zone. Like you couldn't really get to me. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to shake your hand before a race and all this stuff. And then I had another teammate who was also a team captain. He would talk to everyone. He was mm-hmm. best friends with everyone. And like his way of dealing with stress and dealing, you know, getting ready for a meet was he's just, he's just a chatterbox. Like, that was just his personality. He would talk to people yep. in the ready room right before a race, tell them good luck. And, uh, you know, Ask them, you know, where they're from and like, what's their favorite food. He just talked to them about anything. He's just, he was just a talker. And I, I asked him, I was like, Matt, like, how, how do you, how do you like focus for a race? He's like, I'm focused. Like, I'm just calm. Like, I don't <laughs> have to, you know, you know, be stoic like you. You know, I don't have to sit there and brood. And I'm like, oh, all right, yeah. well, that's, you know, it, it, it differs for every athlete. Different so. strokes, yeah. 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 So you said you wanted to transition into um, this next thing. Yeah. Uh, so, what was it, what was the doctor's name that we, we listened uh, to? Andrew Huberman. A- Andrew Huberman. Um, and He's a neuroscientist. Yeah, neuroscientist. Yeah, and um, I listened to uh, the one video you sent me, and it, it was uh, it was really really um, reiterated a lot of things that I already implemented, you know, as an athlete, and um, I, I like to touch on like breathe, like his whole thing on breathing. Mm-hmm how it can like, so everyone knows that your mind is probably the most powerful muscle tool you can use in your body. Yeah. I would say the second is being able to control your heart rate and your respiratory rate. Yeah. Cause when you, once you control those two, you can have, you know, exponentially, you know, exponential growth of strength mm-hmm. or um, exertion of strength. Uh, that's what I wanted to say. Um, being able to slow down your heart rate so you can calm down or be able to hype up your nervous system by, you know, hyperventilating. Like mm-hmm. you can control so many things like tap into your adrenal gland and like, mm-hmm. you know, just by, you know, hyping up your, your, um, your respiratory rate. It, there are so many things you could do just by controlling your rate of breathing. Well, it's really crazy that like it's, I've always had this suspicion, even when I was really young, because I watched a lot of ninja movies. Yeah. And I think with ninja and like- There's the myth where like, you, you can like slow down your you heart rate. You can control rate. everything. Yeah. 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 So in like, in Eastern mysticism, that, that idea has always been there. And it's, it's funny the way that Eastern mysticism gets co-opted by, let's just say- Western culture. Western culture. <laughs> and yet, when they integrate it into Western culture, they forget these things. And, and the thing is like, like yoga, for example, um, is one of those things. A lot of these, a lot of these practices were created in the context of, of struggle, because you lived in, you know, rough environments and people were constantly warring. Not constantly. I mean, a lot of times people were. Threat, threat was imminent. So. Yeah, there was always an imminent threat that you had to be present and ready for, and even um, even the the whole, all of the stuff around breath work, all that stuff, and, and being able to control your mind. That's that's been there and present. Like if you look at Shaolin monks and and how they'll, they'll train to bend swords on their bodies. Yeah. So what Andrew Huberman, who's a, the neuroscientist out of Stanford, has been looking for is his, his team studies, like fear and anger and rage mm-hmm. and like a lot of negative aspects of, of the mind, yeah. but also the ways that... Which I, which I can attest to because I had... <laughs> well, I have all these things. Uh, oh, I'm like, you know, you, you brought it up, but like, I, most of my athletic career, I was just very angry because I had a lot of personal things that were going on in my life, like, uh, you know, my parents being divorced and, mm. you know, not really, like, feeling kind of abandoned by my biological father and just not having a good relationship yeah. with him. Um, I was just, I was just angry. And, um, I, but I was angry with direction. Yeah. Now, one of the things that I, I've learned um, growing up is just, you know, whenever I got angry, you know, my mom would always say, like, you know, hold your breath, count to 10. Interesting. Calm, calm yourself down. Interesting. When I got into athletics, when I got deeper into athletics, we did this um, box breathing. So we would swim, like, you know, 
hundreds on a minute, minute interval, which is not a lot of time. Mm -hmm. um, and to lower, because your heart rate's gonna be jacked up, you're jacked up, jacked up. And your, your rate of recovery is gonna start slowing down. It's not gonna be as quickly. The fastest way to bring your heart rate down and to start recovering is to box breathe. Now, I've told my athletes this when I train them, because they, you know, they get all hyped up and they're hyped up and you have all these things, you know, starting to go off and you know warning signs in your brain like you need to slow down you need to take rest start box breathing so box breathing you breathe in one two three four hold for four seconds one two three four exhale for four you know four seconds and, then, and yeah. you keep repeating that yep. until your heart rate's down and then the recovery process can start and then you can go again at 100 percent max mm -hmm. um it's something that you know I still practice if I, you know, when I was doing CrossFit or if I was doing, um, if I'm doing my weightlifting, like in between sets, I, you know, I box breathe. That way I'm getting back to, my, my ATP is building back up and that way I can get back to the bar at 100% max. Yeah, you're, you're just getting your body back into um, um, parasympathetic yeah. um, place or opposite of fight or flight, just the rest <laughs> and relax mode. Yeah so that you can recover during that duration time, whatever that duration of time may be in training for powerlifting, it's a lot of yeah. times like three or five minutes, which is a long time. Yeah. Um, but, but the cool thing about, I mean, and the cool thing about all this stuff is that it, it, it says that you have conscious control over everything related to how you take your body and drive it forward into whatever task you're doing. Yeah. So the, obviously the thing that's exciting about that for me is that I always felt, and you have some, mm -hmm. some version of when you were young and you felt mm -hmm. out of control and you mm -hmm. found control through yep. athletics. Mm -hmm. Huberman, in a way, kind of did that with skating yeah. because um, he tells a story about how he was one of the kids that was in the, the sort of the, the <coughs> Bay Area EMB skate crowd, which has kind of spawned a lot of the bigger skate, skating names mm -hmm. that are present nowadays. And then I found it, um, I sort of found it through intellectual pursuits and then, it, and then it got into fitness and found that it was more easily quantifiable to, to be able to lift and to see that progress and to, and to channel that energy into something. Yeah. Um, but I think, especially given the current environment, I think it's important that we understand individually that we have to focus on what we can do for ourselves. Yeah. And again, not, not to make this too political, but when you see that you can say, go to the gym mm -hmm. and let's, you, let's take the, the deadlift, for example, because there's a, there's a cross between, there's a cr sort of a relation between weightlifting and powerlifting and yeah. most other. You, know, you got a deadlift. <laughs> you got to pick it up. You got to pick, pick shit up off the floor. When you can see that number climb, there is something in the process where um, you have, well, first of all, you had a motive. Mm -hmm. The motive for you was you wanted to touch the wall faster than anybody else could. Yeah. That was what was driving you. For some people, it's, they're doing it for the kids. For some yeah. people, it's, it's glory or fame, whatever it is. For some people, it's just decimating their enemies. Yeah. And it's important to say that. Was that, kind of my, that was kind of my mindset. That when was played, where you were coming when, from. when I played football. Like, yeah. uh, I just wanted to hurt people. And I think it's important to say yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> Not anymore, because I've grown out of that yeah. little 13-year-old temper tantrum that I had. But Did you get tired of it, too? Like, it just got old? Yeah. It got to the point where it just, you know, obviously, like, I wasn't going to play football at the next level. Mm, okay. um, I mean, I could probably could have played, I probably could have played high school football. It's just... I was so much better, so much better at swimming. Yeah. And I kind of worked, I, what swimming was great about swimming was it just got me too tired to be angry, basically. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that, that's all it was. But like, if you were racing me, like, guess what? I was pissed off. Was there a shift at some point where you went from like pure anger to, to, to being more focused on how good you could be? Uh, or was there some combination of the two? Uh, yeah. So after, after I won states my sophomore year, it was um, definitely a shift to like, dude, I can do this. Like, mm -hmm. I can go to, I can swim at the next oh, level. Oh, okay. Um, and that, that, it really clicked for me. Um, you know, I, and I think like just, just going, going from where I was, where I just missed making the state championship my freshman year to being a state champion my sophomore year, it really clicked to like, dude, I made this much of a jump yeah. from being a nobody to a somebody. Like, 
where can I go after yeah, that? Over there, yeah. You know, so, um, but that's enough about my past. Well, that's cool. <laughs> I mean, the reason why I bring that yeah. up is because, again, going back to Western culture co-opting Eastern um, practices, there is a really annoying, and I, and I, I want to emphasize annoying aspect of Western appropriation of Eastern practices, where you focus on being centered or being like, Namaste and peaceful and all those things. But the thing is, <coughs> progression, at least from what Huberman is explaining, mm -hmm. is not about some peaceful, lovey-dovey motivation that drives you. It can be. Yeah. Like, part of what drives me recently is because I want to do better by my daughter. Yeah. Um, but whatever it is that lights your fire, mm -hmm. whether that's smashing the other person's head in on the field or being the first person to the wall, um, that thing is what keeps, is, is sort of the, the lighthouse, the light in the dark that's gonna guide you forward. What you need is enough of that motivation at the beginning, and this is important for anyone starting in fitness. Yeah. You gotta be comfortable with being uncomfortable at the beginning. Yeah. You have to. Yeah, it's just one of the things, and you know, um, like the athlete I'm training, Trey, you know, he's, just like any 13, 14, 15 year old boy, like he just wants to be good at bench press. Um, Cause that's what all his <laughs> friends talk about, right? So Why? I'm like, yeah, it's just one of those macho machismo things. And I explained to him, I was like, Trey, foundation of strength is always gonna be in your legs. The stronger your legs are, the more, the stronger all your other lifts are gonna be. Mm -hmm. So, he, and he, he told me, he's, he's very, He's very smart and he, he picks up things very quickly. He told me, he's like, look, man, he's like, I'm kind of scared of squats. because like, I'm, I'm afraid of being trapped under that bar and I can't get What? Up. I was like, and, and, and like, I was happy that he confided me about that. And I was yeah, like, that's a good point. That's good. Like, I want you to tell me these things, but it was like. I'm more scared yeah. of, of benches for that reason. Yeah. It, everyone has their own fears, right? So I was like, you have these, you know, these, um, these rails to, you know, if you can't make the lift, you can dump it on there. Or yeah. and like I'm spotting you, so if you can't make the lift, like I'm gonna pick you up, yeah. you know, from behind you. So it, it's it's fine. And God, I have bailed on so many squats. Yeah, and like yeah, I, I <laughs> bailed. Like I, yeah, I bailed. Well, on, yeah, I bail on squats all the time. Yeah. Um, but for him, he's just trapped under that under that weight. And like we were maxing out the other day, and as soon as he got close to 200 pounds, I could tell that the weight was in his head. Oh. So I, I and like I made the mistake as a coach to tell him how much was on the bar. Mm. Um, that was my mistake and I, you know, now I know not to do that ever again, but for him, like as soon as he heard the number 200, he was like, I, I can't do it. That's too much weight. Cause it's almost double his body weight. <laughs> so now that, but now that he's confident, like, uh, we did 85% for one plus, yeah. you know, he did, you know, almost eight reps at 150. Nice. So he can definitely squat 200 pounds, like easy. Yeah. I was going to say, what I used to do with people who were scared of lifting yeah. was I would teach them to fall. So what I would do is I would, <laughs> I would intentionally overload the bar yeah. and have it so that they couldn't hold onto it. I would, well, I would teach them without any weight on the bar how to dump the bar. Yeah. And then I would teach them to dump the bar. Yeah. But they had to dump. They had to dump. Like, like I was saying, like being uncomfortable, um, we had this one drill in football where you had a runner, you had a you had a defender, and you're facing opposite of each other, and you don't know who the the runner is or the defender is. Um, it could be a lineman, could be a linebacker, could be safety, could be running back, quarterback doesn't matter. Um, but you know, three, two, one, go. Whistle blows. You turn around and you have to try to tackle the runner or run through the, the defender. <laughs> um, I got it was the one point where. Um, the runner, because I was playing defense, the, the runner was a defense tackle who, he was really good. And he like, it's hard to tackle one of those big boys. It, yeah. it, it, especially if you're a smaller athlete. And you have to make a quick decision. It's like, all right, am I gonna tackle him up top? Because if I tackle him up top, I'm probably not gonna bring him down. And he's probably gonna run right through me. And I'm probably gonna get hurt. Mm -hmm. Or do I go for his legs and have a good chance of tripping him up and knocking him over? So you have to make that split decision. And it's scary because you don't know who's on the other side. So it's just facing the unknown, basically. Yeah. And uh, you never know until 
you do it, and then once you do it, it's like, oh, yeah. that wasn't so bad. So um, you, you get faced with those challenges, and weight and weightlifting, you get faced with those challenges. You know, in swimming, you get faced with those challenges in life in general. So yeah. you just have to be willing to turn around and make the tackle. That that is part of developing when it comes to what's called a growth mindset. Yeah. And actually, I love this. I love when things are clarified. Yeah. Growth mindset is not just. I don't, I don't know if you, he mentioned this. I think he did in that podcast, but. Growth mindset specifically is not just about, oh, I want to be better, I want to progress and develop. Mm -hmm. Growth mindset actually is a very specific set of traits. It's actually, when they did the research, they were the kind of people who knew that they would possibly fail at a task and did it anyway. Mm -hmm. So if, if you just like tell yourself that I'm growing every year and I have goals for next year, that's not exactly, that's not actually what a growth mindset is. No. You actually have to be, like almost crazy, crazily want to like obsessive. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Like, like it was because actively when, seeking, you know, failure. Yeah, but the um, kids, the kids that they were studying in the in the actual study, they they knew that they couldn't do these specific math problems. They went and did it anyways. Mm -hmm. So if you if you find yourself tackling a task and you're still willing, in spite so-called impossible odds, you're still willing to do it, then you definitely have a growth mindset. Um, so between that and the willingness to face the uncertainty, um, those are two things you need to do. But also part of it is that when you break past that point where it's uncomfortable, that is apparently the point where that's where um, the most growth you start, happens, start to yeah. see the growth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that was interesting because you've heard like what, what what Arnold was it Arnold that said like he didn't start counting until it started to hurt. No, that, that was um, Muhammad Ali. Was it? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't start counting reps yeah. until it like it started to hurt. Started yeah. miserable. Yeah. yeah. And there's something to that because the brain apparently does do that. Um, I just heard another podcast with, with uh, Andrew Huberman. He said that it isn't until that, it really literally isn't until that point that your brain doesn't start to register, oh, we should yeah. one, pay attention to this, and yeah. two, we should probably grow in this direction. Yeah, and like it, the, depending on what your goal is and your, your task is, you ha almost have to have a, a Goggins mindset like, you know, and I'm relating this to sports. Like, if you want to, you know, be a better runner, be a better lifter, like, your brain's gonna tell you, like, this hurts, you should stop, mm. like, or this is uncomfortable. Not, not in the sense of I'm injured. Yeah. But like, like if this, you're bleeding yeah, out, yeah. If you're bleeding stop. out, yeah, obviously stop. If like your you, bones are like, if you have a compound fracture yeah. and there's bones sticking out, stop. Because I have to make that disclaimer because people because they're gonna do it and be like, oh, who said? Yeah, because people are have no common sense. But like in a sense of, oh man, like I don't know if I could do that. Dude, go for the next rep. Try it. You know, if you fail, good. Yep. If you don't fail, do another one. Yep. Keep going. Uh, and that, that's kind of like the mindset that, you know, your brain's going to quit on you long before your body is. <laughs> yeah. um, and, and it's, that's what separates, you know, good athletes from just the pack and, and what great athletes from the good athletes. That, that's just, you know, how, how they think, you know. And that, to yeah. even take it to a bigger, to, to a broader um, perspective, it's, it, it actually kind of separates the haves from the have-nots. Yeah. Because the have-nots, I once had a friend tell me that pioneers are those people that are willing to get, and no one wants to be a pioneer. No. Because pioneers are the ones that get arrows in their backs. Because yeah. they're, the one, they're the ones that charge forward and are willing to do things ahead of everybody else. Mm -hmm. So, you gotta, um, I mean, just the, you've heard Mark's stories of mm -hmm. like, your training. Yeah. Uh, and, and like a lot of the uncomfortable situations and the times that you go, I mean, you've been like, no one wants to get in the pool at like four or five in the morning. No, nobody does. But you, you know, you, you want to be a contender, you want to be a champion, mm -hmm. you want to, you know, swim at the highest level you, you can, mm -hmm. you're going to have to do things that other people won't do. Like, I, I mean, I, I can't tell you how many times in high school and college, like people were like, why do you wake up so early to train? I was like, well, because I don't want to be here. Yeah. Like, I, I, wanted, I want something better for myself. And, like, I've actually had, like, so, in, like, in law enforcement, you have, like, the psych test, right? And I've taken it, like, you know, two or three times. But, uh, like, one of the questions, or one of the answers I gave was, like, you know, doctor asked, he's like, so you're not happy with yourself? It's like, I can always do more. He's like, well, what do you mean? I was like, 
I could always make more money. I can always have better, a better house. Mm -hmm. I can always have a better car. I can always be a better person. I can always lift more. I can always do more. That's what I mean. Like, I, yes, mm. I'm, I'm happy for what I have now, but I could always have more. That's, mm. that's the way my mind works. And that's the way I, I just, that's the way I am. Yeah. Like I, I can always do more than what is expected of me yeah. or what other people will expect of me. And if you tell me I can't do something, I'm going to try that much harder to prove you wrong. Yeah. That's just, you know, where I'm wired. Um, I don't know why God made me that way, but I don't, <laughs> you know, I don't blame it. I don't think it's a curse. So. It's, a, it's a growth mindset. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that being said too, kind of a disclaimer. Um, if you don't feel inclined to do any of this stuff, yeah. with respect, there are some people who are just happy with where they are, or happy with living, and like just kicking yeah. their feet up, and, and, but they genuinely appreciate and enjoy everything that they yeah. have. There are people like that. But if you find yourself at the end of the day, when you're laying there right before your eyes close, yeah. and you feel this like knot in your stomach because you feel like you might die in the middle of the night and you have done nothing, of any real acclaim or notable in your own life, maybe you should consider that you have to push against something greater than what you already have yeah. to become bigger. Well, like a lot of people fall into the, fall into complacency, mm -hmm. and I've always said complacency kills. So if you're not trying to improve on what you have or improve on what you do, improve others around you, sooner or later it's gonna end up biting you in the ass. Yeah. Um, and that's just saying it lightly. Um, <laughs> yeah. I've learned this the hard way. Like your life can change in three minutes. It, it really can. So um, it, it's an unfortunate lesson to, to have, but it's so true. So like, I, I, that's why I tell like, if I, if I had a message for anybody, you know, younger than myself and lessons that, you know, I would tell, you know, young athletes, like just never be complacent, mm. never take anything for granted is everything can change within yeah. three seconds. So, or three minutes, whatever I said. Um, that, that's just, you know, one it of the- It could happen in three yeah, seconds. Yeah, it's, it's, that's one of the uncomfortable truths of life. Yep. Um, wh where do you want to, wh what other topics you want to want to hit? Because like, we, we touched on- I think that a was a pretty solid one in yeah. terms of like, something that people mm -hmm. can take with them. Mm -hmm. um, I kind of wanted to give some more like fitness nuggets. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I kind of been going through, uh, you know, looking at these different um, health, health things and, you know, supplements for athletes and like, kind of looking back at what I did yeah. and um, what's available to athletes in college. And I kind of want to get your take on it. So sure. Um, what I've been doing recently was um, I've been taking uh, greens and reds um, supplements, um, the uh, alka alkaline, like super food greens mm. and like the probiotic uh, red red supplements. Mm. And what I've found, I, I take them every morning um, a, after I drink like a liter of water. Um, <laughs> I, well, it's like, well. It's a lot of water. Drink water, your brain elasticity is much more because you're hydrated, mm. right? You, when you fall asleep, you, you know, you're not drinking water for, in my case, you're not drinking water for another eight hours. For Mark's case, you're only not drinking water for like another three hours or two hours, whatever it is. Um, Just kidding, get yeah. sleep. Yeah, get, well. I'm yeah, working for, on yeah, that, yeah. that first, is my yeah, thing. Yeah, first off, get, I, get your sleep. I feel like at yeah. the end of my life, when I'm at yeah. like on my deathbed, people are gonna be like, Mark was such a great guy, but you know what right. thing that I was He never was, slept. He never slept. <laughs> Which, you know. He just sucked yeah. at sleeping. Yeah, um, but like the, the greens and reds that I've been taking, um, definitely help like I, I've been reading a lot on uh, gut health and digestion yeah and my stomach is so much more calmer after I take those and like yeah. granted like yes I still eat my fruits and vegetables but it's hard to eat yeah. you know five six servings of fruits and vegetables and I know the vegans were like well if you're a vegan you can you do that no problem I was like well I don't want to be a vegan all right so <laughs> let's just cut that out of there um, but I'm taking these you know green and red supplements and I you know my digestive system is just so much better like I, yeah. in terms of food wise and then um so i wanted to get your take on you know the greens and reds because um, it, it's worked wonderful for me i don't know if you know it'd be beneficial for everyone is that a, but it, a, the name of the supplement line or um no there's i mean there's plenty of you know or are you just referring to just just a supplement um okay. 
you know, there's like green stuff, green supplements. Uh, let me find a quick one. Yeah, Organifi has like a green, okay. yeah, green juice are, and a red, okay, red so juice. Okay, so what are the reds? So that makes sense. Um, I'll, I'll give you the reds real quick. Um, you said those see. are like probiotics. And yeah, yeah, nature. probiotics. Okay. Yeah. So uh, obviously, greens have a lot of like um, super S spinella spinach, and spirulina, spinach, yeah. um, kale. That's mm -hmm. shard, that sort of stuff. Okay. Yeah, and, uh, and bottle are, bottle red juice is a. Uh, Natural solution to lasting it well. They're promoting themselves. Uh, red, pigment, red pigmented fruits and vegetables. Okay. Um, you know, Siberian ginseng. I can't pronounce any of these. Gotcha. Words. Yeah. So, all, so, all that so without stuff. without diving, obviously, there's a lot of different formulations yeah. between different companies. Um, you get like um, Organifi. You've got um, um, what was. There's another one. Bloom so Nutrition, Athletic Greens. Athletic Greens is another yeah. common one. Skinny so Fit, First Form. Yeah. Like there's just all. Everyone's got some sort of yeah. formulation, but the point is, it's it's a supplement, and honestly, it was probably something I would probably use because I don't. <laughs> I eat meat. Yeah. <laughs> I, I maybe like, the fact that I'm actually seeing someone who makes salads is about the only reason why I eat salads because she makes me salads. Um, other than that. It's a good way to get in your micronutrients. Yeah. Um, but my take on that is you have, okay, one, there are different formulations. Mm -hmm. Two, you're also taking this anecdotal experience from Mark. Yeah. So it, for you, it's working great. Yeah. But so, that's because you, how long have you, you probably spent some time trying to figure that out, right? Yeah, so I, I've kind of experimented with like, so I had a green supplement from FNX a while ago, mm. um, probably like two or three years ago and like I, I just loved it. It tasted great. Uh, I put it in my, my water bottle, shake it up, drink it uh, any time of the day. And I just felt good. Like mm. I, you know, um, then I started taking greens and reds um, this past year. And, you know, I think it was just something I was missing in my nutrition. Mm. Cause like I, I eat a pretty well-balanced diet. Like I, I mean, I eat a bunch of, the, you know, yeah. I have salads every, you know, probably with every, every meal. Yeah. Um, I always have, you know, fruits and vegetables laying around. So I, I eat pretty, pretty well balanced, but just adding those in, into my, my diet already has I, I just boosted my, I wouldn't say metabolism, but my, my digestive gut basically. Okay. Um, my, my gut health. Do you feel it? It's, it's improved your performance, your, uh, your life uh, in certain ways. Definitely like my, like, my stomach's like less irritable. I'm, okay. less, I'm less gassy. Yeah. Um, basically, that's that's really what it is. Okay. Like I, you know, and I'm I'm able to, like, I've always had a trouble. I always had trouble like digesting steak. Like it's just slow for me to di digest. Mm. Now adding these greens and reds, you know, with every morning, like I can have steak and I have no problem. Like yeah. it's just easy for me to digest now. Well, that's so, all I eat. Yeah, <laughs> it's steak. So, um, um, steak's always been hard. Like. I have no problem eating it. It's just it like I'm full for way longer than I should be. Yeah. So it's it's a unique. So my caveat in this is speaking from someone who's like geeks out on this stuff, and I don't. First of all, I'm not. I don't have a. I'm not a nutritionist. Yeah. Uh, none of the advice that I'm giving is, uh, is is any prescription to anyone. Obviously, you want to go see a doctor or a specialist when you want any of these. You want to try out any of these recommendations. And you want to you want to test to see if it works out for you. Yeah. Again, I want to emphasize that this was unique to Mark's experience. So, um, in my particular case, for example, like I just thrive better on meat. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's not to say that you should do that. It might not be the case. Also, in my particular experience, um, I might have to be careful about taking in greens or supplements like that because what I I currently have found that I have a histamine intolerance. And what fermented, not even fermented foods, anything that's, as long as you take a food and it's been killed, taken off the vine, taken off the tree, mm -hmm. slaughtered, the moment that that happens, it starts to produce histamine. Certain things produce more histamine than others. And in my particular case, if I have certain, like if I have uh, dried fruits, juices, things of that nature, um, my body flares up and I can't have those things. So I have to eat as cleanly and as freshly as I possibly can eat. Interesting. Yeah. So, and that's just 
I never wanted that problem, mm-hmm. but it's just a unique thing that I've had to discover now that I'm 36, and it's just yeah. it's just your body breaks down and your body and your body changes ways. over time, which a lot of people don't understand. Yeah. Like, like I, I always joke, like, dude, I was literally superhuman when I was you know 17 through 21. Yeah, um, I could eat whatever I want, I could drink whatever I want, yeah. I could do all these things to my body, and I, I was basically just nigh untouchable. Yeah. Um, now that I'm getting older, like, you know. Certain joints start to hurt. Yeah. And that's another thing that, you know, like I'm I have less inflammation in my body. Oh good. Um with the red with the greens and reds. Um, and that's the thing that sucks. Yeah, Isn't yeah. it funny that yeah. like you you're born and you're young yeah. and you have all of this yeah. like energy and all this room and potential and you fuck it up. Yeah. And then you find all this good <laughs> stuff that you should have done when you were younger yeah. to like keep it going for the yeah. longest possible time later. Yeah. And like, this is why I, I wanted to do this. I wanted to have a podcast and so I could share this knowledge with, you know, <laughs> people younger than me and athletes so that they can use it to you know, like fulfill their, you know, full potential. And, yeah. you know, maybe on a podium when they, you know, when they're like eighth Olympic, you know, medal, be like, yeah, you know, I listened to Mark's, you know, Mark and Mark's podcast and uh, I just pulled these nuggets and it really worked for me. That, and yep. that'd be, you know, awesome if I ever coach like an athlete to like a state champion, national championship or, you know, Olympic medal, like that'd be, you know, that'd be a blessing in itself. Yeah. So that's, um, that's a kind of the reason why yeah. we would do all this. And, yeah. and part of the, the, the driving force behind my primal being is that is a, there's, a, there's a sort of ownership in, in the way that's worded. It's my primal being in that it's yours mm-hmm. and primal being, well, it's a play on a, on a few things, but prime being the prime of your life. So, yeah. but and it's about extending that like younger period of when you were in high school and you were in college and you were living the prime of your life. Mm-hmm. And being is like being like being a human being, but also like being who you are in the present moment. I don't want to be a human being anymore. I want to be a superhuman being. Yeah. So you want to be the superhuman <laughs> being that you are forever. Yeah. And that's sort of the intention behind that name and the driver behind that. And the reason why I dig into all this stuff and I geek out on that because, well, naturally we're all scared to die, but yeah. you should, um, you should also be aware of that. You should be conscious of the fact that there is a limit on this thing that we call life. I, um, I've I don't been fear work- death because I haven't experienced it. I've been else. working as a nurse and seeing people who have dementia, like we have so much pride in who we are as mm-hmm. in these, these individuals in, the, in these shells that we drive in now that we're young and we have a brains. Yeah. But there comes a point, hopefully maybe it doesn't, but to, for some people there comes a point where you no longer have any control or ownership over this shell. Yeah. And somebody else is wiping your ass and somebody else is toting you around the a facility. I, and, I you know, it's sad, it's sad to see, but I feel like through nutrition and healthy living, like you can pro, yeah, you know, yeah. prevent that for as long as possible. Absolutely. And, and um, actually up until like there's some possibility that all the way up until the point of your death, yeah. like you just, you basically just like stop. Yeah. <laughs> you just get to the point where just like your body's like, okay, that was good. Done. Yeah. yeah. Um, but my take on all of this stuff that you're saying is one, it's unique to you mm-hmm. to um, test out whatever you feel is deficient in your life. Yeah. And also, um, I can definitely relate to this. Um, the thing is, in a world with a growing population, you can go out to, say, um, the grocery store and buy vegetables. But there is the inescapable fact that we are depleting our soil, the nutrients that go into fruits and vegetables. So you get like a very watery fruit or vegetable Mm -hmm. and it might not necessarily have all of the nutrients that you would get if it was what it was maybe 50 years ago yeah and it's interesting because like you know i go to the grocery store now and i'm so picky of what i put in my body now than what i was you know 10 years ago yeah so like i always look for grass-fed and if i can find grass-finished meat yeah i would buy it um, when I talk, I listen to a podcast on um, field harvesting, uh, what they do with buffalo. Mm. So like they haven't figured out how to deal with cows because cows are a little more, I guess, alert. Mm. But um, with you know bison and buffalo, um, they field harvest. So buffalo bison can only eat grass. They they can't be fed wheat. Um, they just body can't digest it. So what they do is uh, when a bison is hurting, they shoot it doesn't know it's dying, so there's no stress in the meat, and they, they field harvest it right there. And the other bison are just like, oh, you know, Fred fell. Oh, well, I'm gonna oh, keep, right. gr- you know. Yeah. Cows, you know, once they hear a big bang, they freak all out. freak out, 
and the stress. Oh. Yeah. Um, and like with a lot of cattle, like to fatten them up, they, you know, they, they may, you know, they may, well, they feed them corn, but they, they may say like, oh, it's, you know, grass fed, pasture raised. Yeah. Until they want to slaughter it. And they're like, ah, oh, we're going to, you know, fatten it up and mm-hmm. give it grains. They got it because it's, it's kind of, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, it, and they kind of screw up the cow, but, yeah. oh, and then, um, same thing with like eggs, like, you know, chick- chickens are not supposed to be vegetarians. Chickens are carnivores. Right? Yeah, um, eat worms, and eat grubs worms. And yeah. So and... if you have a pasture-raised chicken, they should be eating worms. And you know, obviously, there's a difference between you know, you go to Publix, the Publix brand eggs, and you go look at the pasture-raised eggs. They're two different colors. If you crack them open, one's really yellow, and one's like almost like a blood orange. Oh you man! You want the blood orange yeah. one? That's the that's yolk. Have, yeah, that has the most nutrients in it. Yeah. So it's just things that you have to. You know, recognize and um, yeah, just, like uh, it just develop over time. You just yeah, yeah, just things you need to you know, little like nuggets you, you need. You were to thinking think about, about this when you were like, I'm hell no, everybody. dude! I was just thinking about how <laughs> much food I can, yeah, 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 how much food I can put in my how, body. Can I eat this box of donuts? Yeah, well, <laughs> I, that and like, I was kind of, I was starting to get more into like the nutrition side, but I wasn't so far into it yeah. now like I am now. Um, you were like, I, I just need yeah, calories. Yeah, like. I wish I, I wish I was like, I, I knew I needed, you know, my fruits and vegetables back then. And yeah. I knew a way, knew, knew to stay away from a lot of dress. Like I didn't have, I used um, olive oil and vinaigrette yeah. as, as dressing in college. And um, yeah, like I, I was just- You were you a know, classy guy. Dude, I was just, <laughs> I had, you know, I, I would get like a giant bowl of salad um, for every meal, mm. uh, except for obviously except for breakfast. Like I, I didn't really like, you know, we had French toast at college. I hate French toast. Um, I don't know why I'm, there's something wrong with me, but um, I'd stay away from, you know, obviously like if I, if I wanted pancakes, it'd be, it had to be protein pancakes. Um, just, I, I wanted to get enough protein in my system to start the day. Yeah. And, um, and so at least you yeah, had those, yeah. those, I had, I had like basically the, the basics down. Like I yeah. had lean meats, um, you know, and like, you know, they had, they gave, gave us salmon, they gave us, you know, steaks and, you know, Taco Tuesday and all this stuff. So I, I you know, really, really well and I had a very well-rounded diet, but yep. I wasn't so dialed into it like I am now, so. Yeah, and when it takes time too, yeah. it's just a lot of this, it's a lot of information to churn through and, and hopefully with, with, with what we're doing here, mm-hmm. we can kind of clarify some of that. Yeah. Um, obviously the information changes, so it's not to say that you take our word as like it, it, there, There's so many, there's so many articles of just information that it's so available to everyone. Yeah. They, they, you know, like I listen to a lot of podcasts. I listen to Muscle Intelligence. I listen to Steffi Cohen's podcast. Yep. I listen to, um, I used to listen to Barbell Shrug. They, they kind of <laughs> fell off. They just, just kind of round robin yeah. talking about the same crap every time. So yeah. I kind of fell off of that. I listen to Wake Up War Chan. They don't talk about fitness, but they talk about football and what's going on. and. Um, I'm buying a projector this year. I'm not gonna spend my money driving to Tallahassee because the only 20% capacity. Yeah, yep, we hit up uh, Mark. Yeah, we'll watch. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, all that's all that being said, like as far as nutrition goes, um, the supplements are are beneficial relative to whatever your circumstances yeah. are. Um, I can definitely say that like I could use something like that. Mm-hmm. But I've just been I've been fortunate enough that I have someone who's supportive enough to, to basically help me eat a little bit better. That <laughs> um, and I also don't have a choice because um, now I'm having to do it because I have this skin issue, and it's annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, what we can kind of get across is that you don't want to wait for something to force your hand yeah. uh, to have to take on these yeah. these approaches. Well, it's one of those things that is just um, taking control of it before it takes control of you. Yeah. Um, it's just one of those things in life where you have to figure out real quickly. Yeah. Um, you don't want to be, you know, late to the party, so to say. Like, you're like, oh, I have this freaking disease that flared up out of nowhere. Like, no, they, you had warning signs. You just, you never cared to take care of it. Yeah. So, I mean, um, if anything, like, understand the, fun, the fundamentals. I mean, mm-hmm. even understanding, like, the basics of calories. I mean, at, when he was younger, all that Mark was doing was just trying to shovel in as much calories as he can eat. I was burning so many. I mean, burning yeah, so much. Yeah. <laughs> The, you know what blew my mind yeah. when I first learned about Michael Phelps? Yeah. 
And there was like famous articles about how he was like eating 6,000 calories, or like 10,000 yeah. calories a day. Yeah. And you look at him, you're like, well, he's skinny. Yeah. And he swims. How is he eating 10,000 yeah. calories a day? So you, in terms of how to think around this stuff, you got to be willing to question what people are feeding you all the time. My, mm -hmm. Sorry for the pun. But people are kind of telling you that, you know, calories in, calories, in, calories out. People are overeating. Honestly, what I personally found in my own practice with people, um, and if you're interested in coaching, I can definitely help you out with that, is that most people are under eating. Yeah. And they're under eating a lot of times the most essential things. Yep. But mostly they're, they're, they're overeating all the bad crap. Stuff. Yeah. Um, but they're not that, really hitting big, the number yeah. of calories they need for a day. Yeah. And they're not like, if I were to try to get you to eat the appropriate amount of, mm -hmm. of, of, of protein that you need to, to not only maintain your own physique now, but to actually build on it, you, you're looking at something in the neighborhood of like six or seven steaks. Six or seven, like at least one pound steaks in any given day. Mm -hmm. I may be off on that in the numbers, but as far as like maintaining like a five foot 10, maybe close to 200 pound frame, like that, it's a lot of protein. Yeah. And I mean, that's why- A gram, gram of protein per body weight. So yeah, if you so weigh, you know, 190 pounds, like, I mean, I weigh yeah. about 190 pounds, like that's 190 grams of protein. Yes, yeah, so what's, uh, quite what's a lot. like, so the average like steak, um, well, si uh, yeah, 16 ounce steak. How much? How many grams? So like that? the average. I know an egg is like three, three grams of protein. One egg. Yeah. It's like five or six, I think, for an egg. It for an egg? Like it, it varies, yeah. Uh, um, usually I just count as only three grams of protein. If I count my macros, which I, I never do. <laughs> well, that's because you can kind of eyeball. Yeah, I, can, I, I just know, like, I'm kind of an intuitive eater. Like I eat when I'm hungry. It's not like, oh, I feel like I have like, I need to have like a hundred donuts. No, I, I just, I eat when I'm hungry. Mm. I know what I want to eat. You know, I eat pretty clean regularly. You know, I always have my fruits and vegetables. I always have my lean cuts of meat. I always have my, you know, I, I it's either, you know, white rice, brown rice, or, you know, just whole grain pasta or gluten-free pasta or whatever it is. I don't eat bread. Um, I have, Potatoes, sometimes mostly sweet potatoes. It's it's never, you know, any of the bad stuff or um, manufactured food, processed food. So it's seven for every. It's about a hundred and twelve for a steak for uh, for a sixteen ounce steak. That's pretty good. The yeah. thing about diets is like, look, I'm too busy doing what the hell I want to do to worry about what you want to do. Yeah. So if you respect. My diet choices, I'm respect yours. If you try to cram your diet choices, and this goes with everything in life, um, I'm just, I don't care. Like, yeah. what, if what it works, works for, you, for you, I'm happy for awesome. you. I support you, but, but don't, don't cram it yeah, down. Don't tell me that I'm, I don't care about animals <laughs> slaughtering, you know, billions of things and emitting to, yeah. you know, gas exchange or whatever the hell you want to call <laughs> it. Because the moment that you start yeah. talking about I'm it, I'm like, pretty I'm sure I'm just going to tune you out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Because, but if you tell me that if you're gonna ask me directly what my calorie intake is, what my protein intake is, and all of those things, then maybe we can have a conversation. Otherwise, I know you're probably just trying to drag me through the mud about your your holier than thou decisions about how you don't hurt animals. Yeah, self-righteousness. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I mean, that's that's really my 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 broad strokes answer to Mark's very specific question, because I again, not only am I not really certified to give any um, recommendations. Well, neither am I, so. <laughs> neither of us are. But also because your, your circumstances are so unique, we'd have to take a look at it anyway. So, so I mean, by all means, if you wanna, you, wanna, you wanna take a look at your particular situations, mm -hmm. I'm open to talking to you directly. Um, and all of that has to be accounting for whatever your particular goals are. Because mm -hmm. if you're a single mom of three kids, and you're trying to do the CrossFit games, your fueling is going to be way different than and if you're just a... You know, uh, well, if you're, if you're like Haley Adams, like still in your, you're going into your sophomore year of college, like just, you know, you don't have any responsibilities other than school. Mm -hmm. Like it's yeah. going to be way different. Yep. Um, and you, your bodies are different. You know, it, it's, I, this is why I feel like we need to get a female on here because I don't, I don't, I don't feel, I don't, know I don't feel comfortable talking about female a, things, you know, female things and like, yeah. you know, there are different hormone levels and 
like what goes on in their body. Their plumbing is totally different. So I, I just, I, I don't feel comfortable. That's why yeah, you know, yeah. I want to invite them on to she the show. Paula on here. Yeah, definitely Paula on the show. Because yep. uh, she's, she's been in the Filton Strom for... She's been in, in strength athletics yeah. for a while. Yeah. And she also coaches a lot of women. Yeah. So she so, will know how, how those discussions tend mm-hmm. to go down. Yeah, for well, sure. So, so, I mean, besides that, I got nothing. I'm yeah, a, that, that's a that, rabbit hole that's a that good amount I, I don't want to venture towards. But Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, um, yeah, I mean, th- again, uh, we can we can discuss more about that in further in other episodes if anyone's interested. Yeah. Like, send us some questions. Send us whatever you guys want to do. Like, I, I feel like yeah, you know, we're we're kind of getting back to like full circle about what we used to talk about. So, um, yeah, just like and it feels yeah, so yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah, just do DM us, comment on on the you know the page a lo- uh on the comment section. I can't talk today. What's going on? Uh, yeah. More coffee. Yeah, yeah. I need more coffee. Um, comment below, like, any questions you guys have or any concerns or whatever. And then, um, yeah, like, we, we want to get more more talking points and hopefully this, you know, benefits you somehow. And uh, definitely for my younger athletes, I, I know, like, just giving these, you know, fitness and knowledge nuggets that I wish I had well is definitely going to help you in the oh long my run. God. Um, if I knew if I knew the stuff that I know now <laughs> uh, when I was, you know, 18, 19 years old, I I definitely be 100% I'd I'd be a better athlete. Um, uh, I'd just be a better human. Yeah, yeah, that too. So um like, yeah. I really wish I could go back and be like, "Listen, someone needs to invent a time machine." <laughs> Listen. <laughs> cut cut out the rice. Yeah. Well, I was I was doing that already. Yeah. We're like, start lifting. I know, I know you don't want to look. Yeah. I know you don't want to look like a jock, yeah. but start lifting. It's, it's going to be good for your brain. Move more. It's going to yeah. be good for your brain. And I, I, so, Mark has the experience of talking to people who are athletes. I have the experience of being that that twerpy kid who was a nerd and, and I wanted to write poems. This is, this is and why we songs. work so well. Cause <laughs> I, I, I give it to like, cause I, I, I was brought up. You were in an the athlete. athlete. Yeah, in the, the, in the, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, big chunk of my life, and I was also brought up, like I was raised in pool decks and weight rooms. Like that's mm. that's all I know. Yeah. So when I talk to athletes and like you know they tell me about like oh I had a punch practice, they're like I don't feel sorry for you because I've seen it all my whole life. Yep. Um, but you bring it into a scope of reality of somebody who's not being used to talk to yeah. in a like a 28 yeah, year old yeah, guy yeah, just not in a negative way not in a competitive way yeah. who's like because like if a coach yells at me i was like all right i know how to handle that yeah. but if a coach yell, like like this is the problem with like some of the crossfit um, community has like you have a coach that yells at a member they don't know how to handle it because they've never been coached in their life <laughs> so yeah. they they like they take it as something negative like when it's attack or when, yeah as an attack when it's really like yeah. constructive criticism I'm or triggered. trying to motivate them yeah um they just they don't know how to be coached and the, that's and they automatically receive it as negative like i mean a coach's job is not to you know pat you on the back it's to give you you know just knowledge and help you pre- reach your goals yeah um yeah. and that's really know, what it is yeah. is that that, that the level of passion mm-hmm. I've, I've discovered more and more i i gravitate more I find people who are willing to tell you to your face how much you suck are, yeah. are way better people than people who are going to coddle you. Yeah. And you can get plenty of that in your day to day. You can get plenty of that for people who will usher you into yeah. places and open doors for you and all that stuff. But people who are genuinely going to tell you what it is that you need to work on are, are rare because they don't, because most people yeah. don't want to ruffle your oh, like I'll just put it this way. Like I never had a coach or a teacher that was my friend. Um, yeah. Because it's not their job to be. Um, no. And their but job is to make you a better person, make you a better athlete, and get you through the door to the next level. Yep. And, and life is not as considerate or as um, permissive as we'd like to think it to be. We live in Western society. It's really nice, and, uh, and there's a lot of perks to it. But the fact of the matter is, in order for you to be able to tackle on the real world, you, you gotta have people who are willing to challenge you to push you into a lot of these uncomfortable situations. That's my piece. Yeah, that's my piece. I'm, I'm all fresh out, so. Sweet, all right. So, if you wanna find us, you can find us at Florida's Fittest on Spotify. On Spotify, on Apple Podcast, on Google Podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure we're on Breaker, but I don't know. I haven't, I, haven't, I, haven't, I haven't checked Breaker in yeah. forever, so. But I know we're on Apple, Google, 
and Spotify. Got so, it. And we are on Facebook. Yeah. We're so on Facebook at Florida Citizens Podcast. Instagram, Florida Citizens Podcast. You can find me at NCOX91 if you want to DM me directly. Gotcha. Yeah. So if you want athletic coaching or training or just mindset stuff, we're both more than willing to do that for you, either through the my, uh, either through the Florida's Fittest Podcast um, channels, or through our individual channels. You can find him at MCOX91. You can find me at My Primal Being. Don't, <laughs> don't DM me on Instagram because I'm currently locked out of there. Oh. Um, for whatever weird, weird reason. Uh oh. Yeah. yeah. Have you been posting some naughty things on there? Not really. No. Somebody. Uh, I wish. <laughs> Has somebody hacked your... Uh, Supposedly yeah. someone, there's some suspicious activity on my stuff. I don't know why, Ooh. I don't know how, where. Uh-oh. But uh, um, you can definitely reach me either through, reach me on Facebook. That's probably the yeah. easiest. Or you can email me at mark at myprimalbeing.com. You can reach me there. If you have any questions regarding nutrition or, or training or any of those things. Um, yeah, because really what we're trying to do is just give people knowledge so that if... If I were talking to my 16-year-old self, yeah. I'd be like, do this. You'll be awesome. Yeah. If I was telling my 16-year-old self, I was like, listen, kid, I've been to where you want to go. I made some mistakes. Don't make the same ones. Here is the game plan I'm giving to you. All you have to do is just run. Just do it. And, you know, 16-year-old me would be like, you're giving me, like, the golden ticket to... Yeah. games I'm like yes I'd be like all right I'm gonna do whatever like I was pretty I was pretty stubborn but I was like hey if you're gonna give me the cheat codes to the game okay let me do it <laughs> I, I like how you said that yeah. I like how you said the cheat codes to the game because because yeah. to me 16 was like to me it was like Metal Gear PlayStation yeah. and and cheat codes yeah like it's like hey instead of having to figure this all out I can just use the cheat codes and get all the bonuses here's a shortcut yeah Yep. Why wouldn't I, I like take that. those? And like, that's what I want to give to mm. the younger generation, especially yeah. this new age of athletes where they're just, you know, they're just becoming freaks in nature's. And, you know, like, if I had, like, just, if I, knew, if I knew what I know now, dude, I'd, I'd be so much better. You know, I look at athletes nowadays sometimes, and I was like, oh, God, like, I just yeah. want to break your legs. Yeah. Like, get out of here. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. I'm Mark, Florida Spirit Podcast. Yeah. And you're I'm Mark. Also I'm Mark. He's also Mark. Yeah. Mark with a K though. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we're, we're going to sign off, right? Out. <laughs>